Hello, Charlie Gladstone here, and welcome to my Some Good Mavericks podcast and episode two of my series, Outdoor Voices, where I talk to people who work outdoors about what it is that they do and how they think about the countryside and why they've chosen to work outside. And what I think is interesting is that working outside is often a lot harder, certainly than working in an office. It's cold, it's often lonely, it can be very isolating. And I think that it's, it's a very specific choice, not for everyone, but for a number of people. It's also, of course, a great privilege because fresh air and dirt on your knees and on your hands is quite a wonderful thing. And although most of my job has been office bound, I have always chosen to spend my time in the countryside when I possibly can. And I'm very much, I think, a country person. I mean, I think you can largely categorize people into city or townspeople or country people. And if I had to choose, I would definitely be in the countryside. I'd find it very hard to even be in a room or a car without the window open, weirdly. And that is something to do with fresh air. But I think it's more to do with spending almost my entire childhood when I wasn't listening to music or watching Top of the Pops or pretending to be in a band outside uh, where I'd climb trees, build rafts and do all manner of incredibly dangerous things. Our parents used to chuck us outside pretty much after breakfast and then only expect us to come back in for meals. And I am, my father said to me late on, indeed I think on the um, podcast that I recorded with him, that if he'd known quite how dangerous some of the things we were doing were, then he probably wouldn't have been quite so willing to shove us outside. There are a few things that make me cringe and weirdly enough the, I think the worst was when I tied a rope around my waist and the other end around a tree and jumped into the River Dye when it was in profound spate. And um, I mean, it was it was absolutely terrifying. And of course, now when I watch that river in spate, I realise that it was a really stupid thing to do. But it may be who I am. And bringing our children up at Glendye, I think, has made them who they are and the sort of wildness and the roughness of this environment is something that has shaped their character. Anyway, look, as usual, I'm waffling. What I want to do today is to talk to a number of people who have chosen to work outdoors. And I'm going to start today with the outdoor artist, Tim Pugh, who I have known for a number of years. You can find him on Instagram. He's called Timothy Pugh Artist. I've met him first of all because he works a lot in North Wales and particularly and specifically as he talks in his contributions to this in the woods at Harden. His work is very ephemeral. Um, It is work that disappears back into the landscape. I think it's like often like Andy Goldsworthy, but perhaps on a smaller scale. Tim does actually photograph a lot of that work, and we have a number of those photographs in some of the bedrooms at Gladstone's Library in Harden. I've always loved its work. It, it's very humorous. It doesn't take itself in any way seriously, but it's also very beautiful. So I asked Tim to record some answers for me, and this is what he came back with. Yeah, my name's Tim Pugh, I'm an environmental artist and I'm based in Mancot. Uh, I'm based in Mancot in Flintshire, North East Wales, and I'm based in Cumbria as well, which is West Cumbria in a place called Cleetermore and Whitehaven. 
and I'm an environmental artist and I make my living creating artworks out of natural materials, man-made materials and I do a lot of uh, workshops as well, I go in a lot of schools as well and do workshops working with people of all ages and abilities to create environmental art and uh, make draw pictures and murals. So basically that's what I do. Always enjoy being outdoors from a, from a very young age really. In fact I remember many times coming to Harden Park in the woods with my grandmother and my father and they used to come when they were children as well so they, they took me to all different parts of the woods around the castle when it was open Go walking up the country lanes a big proper walk from Mancock we used to walk up and we used to have picnics and that I guess being really living locally in Mancock next to a big estate like Harden Estate the, the woods is just just freedom it's just fantastic and it's carried on there now, as I say, working outdoors um, professionally as an artist, being able to use the woods as a resource to collect materials and to make artworks, and especially now in lockdown, it's become a real, real saviour for me. You know? So yeah, I've always, I've always worked out of doors. Um, what I like about it is that you know it's the fresh air, it's the environment to explore and create, and to cycle and, and to look at the, the cycles of nature as well you know, to look at the different seasons and to make work in the snow and to work autumn leaves, uh, to work with berries or sycamore seeds or conkers. There's a vast array of the, you know, the trees in the wood. It's almost like I think of the wood myself as like a, a giant studio in, in which to create the works, photograph them and then leave them to naturally be regurgitated, to be, to be swallowed up by the, the forest again. So it's like this is a cycle. I'm working with the, the materials year on year, and I'm learning something new every time, you know. Um, but yeah, I always enjoy working indoors. I kind of you kind of feel trapped indoors, you know. And especially with these light evenings, you know, you want to make the most of it, make cycling or doing drawing or. And because it's so close to me, I think I can just go up to the, the park and just lock my bike at the, the gate entrance and just have a little stroll and meet all the locals there that walk in there and they've been asking where I've been lately uh, because as the same half based in Cumbria uh, so it's two different places to work very 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 exciting yeah yes I've lived in the city um, I lived in the when I was a graduate when I was a student at College of Art I went to Edinburgh College of Art for four years and I absolutely loved it I loved the city it's such a contrast but Edinburgh is such a small city it's such a tiny smitty that you feel like you're, you're really close proximity to places like uh, Arthur's Seat or the Pentland Hills. Uh, you, there's lots of country lanes. There's old railway paths there that have been turned into uh, country lanes, paths for cyclists, where you can cycle and explore the hills nearby. But I guess what I liked about Edinburgh was uh, it was a total contrast to, 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 to living in Mancock when I was a student. Uh, there, were, there were venues to go and see bands that I always dreamt to go and see. It's galleries. There's museums, shops open late at night. There's the whole buzzling in the city. But what I liked about Edinburgh, you, I lived near uh, the Pentlands on the outside, and you were never too far away. You could get on a bus. Suddenly, you'd be in the middle of the countryside, and if you want to go back to that bustle, so I did really appreciate the the, the different rhythm of the city, the different pulse, and having the friends there. And I think if there's one place I go back and live in a heartbeat, will be Edinburgh again. I think I go back tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely loved it. We will come back to Tim in future editions. Thank you very much to you, Tim, for answering these questions for me. Next up is Jamie Corrie, 
a really wonderful man who many of you will know from the Good Life Experience, where he has for a number of years taught people how to butcher and cook deer on a campfire and then given as many people as would like it a bit of his food to taste. He turns up in a Land Rover with a bunch of long bits of wood on the roof, builds an amazing structure and then fills the weekend with his kind of casual positivity and optimism and he's been a real asset to the Good Life Experience. He runs a uh, campsite called The Forge and Wild Bushcraft Company, which he will describe a little bit in this. And he was an obvious candidate for me to talk to about this because he really walks the walk and talks the talk. Hey, Charlie, how are you doing? Um, I'm not the best at doing interviews. I don't know why, but I'm going to try and do this. If you want to use it, use it. If you don't, then I will not be offended. Um, my name is Jamie Corey. I am a bushcraft instructor. Um, I run a company called the Wild Bushcraft Company. And with my wife, we also run a company called The Forge, which is a glamping site, um, which is based out of our, our small holding in North Wales. Um, my job at the moment is, is also being a, being a father and homeschooling two daughters is taking up most of my time. I never planned to be a bushcraft instructor. I never planned to own a glamping site. I never planned to have a small holding, to be honest. But I think my passion, is it my passion? I think probably my, I don't know where it's come from, but I, I want to live a sustainable lifestyle. That's what I've always come from, from a very young age. I mean, young, probably 17, 18. And I've always worked towards that goal of trying to live sustainably, to try and be as good to the environment as I can. Um, and everything has come out of that. I used to be a ranger at a national park. I've spent time out in New Zealand um, as a ranger out there. And I used to work for a wildlife trust, um, helping young people with behavioural problems, emotional problems to access the countryside and to see the benefits of that. Um, and it's all kind of developed into what we do now. Um, what was your next question? Have you always enjoyed being outdoors? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, though, if... I don't know if it's nature or nurture that has given me this this love of the outdoors. Um, from before I could walk, my parents were taking me up the hills in Scotland um, in a rucksack, and and I was I was a bit of a pest, I think, as I was growing up, and I think my mum tore her hair out a lot of the time. So her answer, rightly, was to stick me outside in the garden. So she wasn't a bad mum, it wasn't abuse, it was just the right thing to do, and I was much happier outside. So maybe it is nature, but there's definitely a bit of nurture in there as well. Um, she was a great mum, and she laughs at me now, because my eldest daughter is just like me, and I spend a lot of time tearing my hair out. Jamie then started talking about the joy of bringing his daughter 
up with the outdoors very close. Now, as I've said before, my dad in particular was very keen on us spending a lot of time outside. The thing that I used to find really boring is that my dad was a, a massively keen ornithologist and loved, loved knowing all about the, what a plant was and what flowers were and what trees were. And I just found that really boring. I found that really scientific. I don't anymore, but I, I think that it was a it was the feeling of being outside that was relevant for me. It wasn't so much that I needed to, to know what things were called or what their names were. For my dad, perhaps, who was maybe a bit more of a scientist, it was. But I certainly um, regret that I didn't learn more birds and trees and wildflowers as a child. And I've been working hard to catch up in adulthood. But um, here is Jamie talking about his time outside with one of his daughters. The good thing is, I have the skills to take it outside and to show her how to light fires, build shelters, let her know what all the birds are that she's looking at and hearing, let her know what all the different trees are that she's playing in. Um, so I think I'm in a in a in a good position. Um, I grew up in small town Scotland, and I was I was very lucky to have the countryside on my doorstep. Um, I've spoken to loads of people of a similar age about that whole thing of being chucked out of the house over the holidays and at the weekends and being told not to come back till dinner again mainly because I was, I was a pain my mates and I used to have such a good time um, we used to build shelters, light fires, go fishing, make traps for rabbits and other small animals um, and we used to explore caves and just go on adventures all the time we used to cook and eat what we caught which, to be honest, wasn't very much, but yeah, I think we we had no instruction, but but we did all right actually, and and it's thinking back on it, it's it's surprising how well we did do, and given that freedom, um, yeah, we thought we we thrived, but I think we had a good meal to go back to every dinner time, didn't we? So I really empathise with Jamie here because we used to catch and cook stuff. Uh, outdoors um, and I think we too thought we were quite self-sufficient but in reality if we managed to trap a couple of rabbits and cook them over a fire then that was considered to be a massive afternoon long um, triumph and so I suspect we were pretty glad to come back into the house for our mum's actual meals but anyway we'll come back to Jamie in another episode but for today that's it episode three is going to be online very soon so please move seamlessly to that if you've enjoyed this thank you very much indeed for listening thank you very much indeed to my friend Jim friend and I will see you very soon thank you bye